You have now arrived at Stadium and Gale. Boys and girls, ladies and gents, welcome to another episode of Stadium Miguel. It's Uncle Silk. It's your boy 35, the All-American. And Dan. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful Monday afternoon in the month of February. It's Black History Month. Everything man, is thriving. it's up, man. It's hey, up. Shot, we, 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 shot, the world champs, hey, relax, relax. we the world champs. I can't relax. We the world champs. You got too much going on in the intro before you tell everybody to Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Warm it up, man. Nah, no warm up, bro. Nah. When Jacksonville win, you ain't gonna let us warm up. So <laughs> so I can't let my foot off your throat right now. Well, then it's always gonna be warmed up. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Hey, shout out to the shout out to the Buccaneers of Tampa. Y'all came and did what y'all had to do. Y'all took care of business. Uh it, it was good to see y'all boys celebrate. Um, a blowout victory. Me and Dan were talking reckless last week, like y'all had no chance, and Tom Brady had something else in mind. Go talk your stuff. Go get in your bag. Well, uh, man, you know, I was just, yeah, you know, it, it, it was it was dominant. The last two Super Bowls that the Bucks been in, um, mm-hmm. it, it was almost complete domination from the defensive side. And I seen 35. I thought it was you for a little minute. Nah, it wasn't it wasn't me, man. These old bones huh. can't do nothing. Nah, I can't do nothing. <laughs> uh, but that's so funny. Number 35, last name is Dean. Right, it's like family, right? Yeah, there you go, there you go. So, um, those guys played excellent, man. Um, from the front end to the back end, um, was was making plays on the ball all night long. Um, you know, Mahomes is is Mahomes. I mean, he's going to be a guy that 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 is going to take over, take the lead by storm. And uh, I see now. Hold on, I seen you been um, you been in your bag getting at the fans that they've been complaining about the refs. Yeah, well, I mean, and Pat Dooley. But but you got you got to understand, all right. So so you so you hear people you know hollering about the refs, the defense, the pass, the, the the flags they got was on defense. So what about the offensive points? Y'all scored nine points. Hey 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 hey, I'm I'm with you guys. I don't you I don't get all this ref talk is not my bag. Yeah, my, my my coach told me don't ever come to the sideline and tell me they held you. You know I don't, I don't want to hear that. So um, at the end of the day, man, we 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 was able to rush with four. Like uh, I was telling, talking to Dan about it a little bit before the show, we was able to get there with four, and mm-hmm. um, and, and and so when you get there with four, you could drop seven. Well, mm-hmm. it's only five eligible receivers. Well, guess what happens when you when you can't stop those four? You got to leave your running back back there. So now it's four eligible receivers. Yeah, boy, he got a, my oh, boy. Yeah, he yeah. got a chip at least to to, to release. He got a chip. So yeah, so I, so, so the offensive tackles being now, I and I was just so like out of the loop of. Everything that was going on for this game, so I didn't even know both of the offensive tackles. Were yeah, so out just, of the game. just think about this, bro. We got Shaq Barrett, who was who led the league in sacks last year. Oh, they yeah, nasty yeah, without the offensive tackles. Incredible tackle. game. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They, right, those so, guys are nasty without the offensive tackles being hurt. So that, that's like, what I'm that saying. Just, so you got, Shaq, you got Shaq Barrett and JPP coming off the edge, and then you got Vita Vea and freaking Ndamukong Sue in the middle. Bro, come on, bro. Yeah, I could play. D- I could play safety in that second. All right. So, so what? So now you only got four eligible receivers because that running back still back there. Now you can double team Kelsey. Now you can double team Tariq Hill. Now it's an unpopular opinion. Now correct me yeah, if I'm with, wrong. Hey, Amar, hey, with that front seven, you could put me on the island. That's what I'm trying to tell you. It's all gonna come out. It's, it's gonna yeah. come out fast, or it's gonna come out unorthodox. Right. Now, now people going. You know, I may get some 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 hatred for this. 
But I don't really too much see Tariq Hill running real routes. I feel like he's when he's one-on-one with people, he will definitely destroy you because he's fast. But when he has to run digs and slants and stuff like that, I mean, it, to me, I, I don't see him running all that. So we're going to inside out him. We're going to double-team him. Kelsey, we could do that a little bit with, with the linebackers. Right on. We're not scared. We're not. We're not scared of Sammy Watkins beating us because yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, I ain't, I ain't got no. I ain't we, got no. We, we like, not scared of like that. Last week, last week I had an answer for all this. Like if you'd have said all this last week, I would have had some good rebuttals for you. But y'all Ooh. just y'all just beat me to a pope, so I ain't really got no replies. So I'm just gonna let you. Yeah, do and, and, and 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 on top of that, they stopped us at the one, so it really supposed to be worse than that. But you know, no, nah, I mean those, those that getting to that one was a lot of was a lot of. Like it's a questionable cause, you know. That wasn't it. That was the one we caught. Mike Evans caught the, the, the deep pass going across. The, he ran like an over route or down the middle. Oh, okay. That, the other one when we scored when we scored a touchdown is when we had the the whole. The, it didn't matter. I, I, I should. I, I think that should. I think that should have. Chiefs just couldn't move the ball. Like like people mm-hmm. can talk about flags, but it, it just came down to straight football. We watching football. Chiefs couldn't. They couldn't produce. Yardage and points like they did all year. One of the most explosive offenses we ever seen couldn't do without the offensive tackle. So correct. And then what? Correct me if I'm wrong too, Dan. Some of our best games have been when we're able to run the ball. Yeah. Right. When Rojo get going, when Fournette get going, now you're like, oh shit. Let me just bring this safety down, and that's when we play action. Yeah, no, what an incredible, you know, end we'll of get, season. We won't get we won't get this much uh gator breakdown from Juan <laughs> out the way. You see what I'm saying? Like, look at this. We uh you know set go to go from seven and five in the season seven and oh. Uh it was cool to be here for the Super Bowl. Um, oh, it's awesome to see uh Tampa get another that time out, uh, time out that championship for, for, for the record man Dan flexed on us in the text messages I just thought it did yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. He flexed on us talk about it talk about what you, what you showed us man. so there wasn't as many parties and things oh going yeah he's chilling 50 cent and shit you know what yeah, I'm saying yeah. Dan, Dan wanted to try to be all modest and shit like he went with 50 cent over the weekend man, look at this bum in here we let him in <laughs> 50 or me <laughs> we about 50, I thought, this, I thought what you said about 50 yeah we like this guy here for some reason yeah no um it wasn't wasn't as much had an opportunity to uh, to get to a uh a little private gala on friday evening uh with uh with my buddy dj fresh and uh there been no gala with a in, DJ. In, in 50 cent you know what i'm saying that ain't um, no that, 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 nah, that ain't no that's what i feel like when you, yeah. you're gonna be in there and, and you know you eating fancy food before you got the opportunity to uh to meet uh derrick henry you got the opportunity to meet michael irvin uh, it, was a, it was a beautiful weekend. Oh, beautiful weekend. I know, I know what look. I know what type of party that was. Yeah, on the slopes. No boys on the slopes out there. Taking <laughs> <laughs> like the ski lift. <laughs> Did Tampa transported to Colorado for the weekend? <laughs> no, it was, dude, it was it was cool. I can't um, with black man. Dude, <laughs> I Tampa. Tampa uh, gets, a, gets a Stanley Cup, gets a Super Bowl, uh, gets a team in the World Series. Yeah. Just a, uh, a wild few months here in uh, old Tampa Bay. Yeah, I think uh, Tampa is a sports capital for the moment, man. We uh, definitely outside of town this year, for sure. Yeah, 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 for sure, for sure. So yeah. just embrace it because, you know, last time we did it, it took us, what, 20, 20 some years. So. 19 years, something like that. So, yeah, y'all yeah. is a nice one, man. But y'all have fun now because I'm how y'all celebrating now is how I'm gonna celebrate draft day when we get Trevor. 
Hey, oh, I, man, I can't wait to hit him live. So you gonna lie yeah, to him? Re- oh my gosh, he's yeah. already got the tweets already scheduled. <laughs> they ain't drives right now, huh? Yeah, That's y'all should be nothing in yeah. April. When me and Vari get into these Jacksonville lives, like y'all gonna forget about y'all want anything. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, geez. All right, boys, let's uh let's get into the show. As always, sponsored by our friends over at the Thomas Firm, which is going to help you handle insurance claims for property damage to your home or business. So if you have any issues with storms, water damage, hail damage, probably not hurricanes anymore, um, sinkholes or fires. Give them a call, 813-221-2525. Again, 813-221-2525, tntattorneys.com. Remember, it's a free consultation, and there's no charge until they help you recover what you are owed. Florida picks up a commitment last week from four-star uh, strong side defensive end, uh, Francois Knowlton from Edison High School down in Miami. Six foot four, 225 pounds, 214th overall on two, four, seven. Silk, what are your thoughts on Francois Knowlton and his commitment to Florida? Um, I think it's a solid get at strong side defensive end. Um, there's a lot of talent in state and a lot of talent we could we could go out there. Uh, I think some kids that'd be rated higher than him, but I'm not mad at this kid. It's early. Uh, real, like I said, solid kid, four star um, on the lower end of a four star, but overall, a kid that that's probably gonna have to develop a couple years. Yep. You know, I don't think he's gonna come in and play early. I don't think he has to at that position either. Um, but a lot of potential, high ceiling, six four two two twenty two twenty five. Um, what do you think about him? Did you, were you able to check out his highlights? Yeah, I mean, kind of the same. Um, I, you know, the, he's a developmental guy. I think he's got good size, got a good frame. I think that he plays well. He plays against good talent down there in Miami, down in Edison. Uh, he's the uh, second commit of this class. I think that he's a he's a solid overall player. I know he's being recruited right. by some good schools. Uh, you know, he's a guy that we'll, we'll see, you know, next season could definitely use some time in the, uh, the weight room, um, has a good first move, uh, I think, but, but again, you know, you're watching, you know, some, you know, junior you know, year film. So he still has a, an entire, uh, another off season. We don't know right season. now, as far as the defensive line board, we don't know if he's the Florida class, the cylinder class or what, but right. as of now, it's a solid take. Um, yeah. We'll I like, I like the, the take. class bills. If, if he's a Florida class, the ceiling of the class where he's at in the mix yeah um no i like i like him he joins uh savion ellis who's a wide receiver also from uh edison uh down there in miami as well who's a four-star uh commit as well so florida is going to be a uh, hard after getting folks from the for the 2022 class we've seen that dan mullen really likes to fill out his class before the start of the year or before the start of the uh, this, uh, football year, pardon me. Uh, so I would imagine that you will start to see some names pop up here uh, pretty soon uh, about folks starting to uh, to join this class. Yeah, I'm also hearing that, speaking of that, we got a guy from down south. I'm hearing that uh, Tim Bruce will be second of Dade County. Uh, yep. We lost Brian Johnson, who was uh, the the the, uh, the the Dade County guy, so Tim Brewster, who has previous relationships down there, a lot of a lot of South Florida ties. Him taking over down there makes a lot of sense. Yeah, absolutely, and and I think we're starting to see that uh, things are starting to get, uh, you know, a little bit more formalized and a little bit more in order. The coaching staff is on vacation until Wednesday. They'll be back in the office, and I know that there are some uh, discussions. Um, 
you know, brewing about what, what's going to look like. And, you know, some new offers have started to go out uh, as well. So we'll see over the next couple months how this new staff and, uh, you know, new folks that are uh, in new positions and new recruiting areas uh, will do. I wouldn't be surprised if you saw some, you know, some kind of holistic changes with the way that they do recruiting in the, in the, the areas that they have, um, you know, slated from last year uh, transitioning over to this year. So, so we'll see. Um, with that, National Signing Day was last week. Uh, we mentioned on this podcast that Florida would not be getting any commitments. Uh, they did not. Uh, we, I think we, we mentioned last show, Adrian Strickland, uh, who was the only member of the class uh, that did not get a uh, national letter of intent to sign. He ends up at uh, South Alabama. Um, Devaya Hammond. Uh, hold, on, hold, on, hold, on, hold on, hold on, Can we talk about that a little bit? Yeah. I think um, I just like to discuss what, like, like things that have been on the timeline. So the, the, the Strickland kid not having uh, – a letter of intent to sign to come here was a thing. He sent out a tweet about um, I can't remember exactly what the tweet read, the tweet read but he, he felt like he was mistreated in some type of way and he was misled. What's your opinion on that, Dan? Um, I, I I for one thought any kid that's didn't sign early signing day because I can't speak for the staff. I don't know what the staff told him. I can't say the staff didn't communicate. All you get right. in a situation like this is one side of the story because of course the staff can't. Just tacky to come out and even speak on it. Right. But, I, um, what do you think? You think he, he was a kid that was academically eligible to sign. He was a kid that uh, if Florida wanted to sign, he would have signed uh, back in December. I think the tea leaves were on the wall then. Um, that's why That's why I'm led to believe I don't think he was just led into the dark of, oh, you can't sign a signing day. I think they kind of laid this out. Like early signing day is a big indicator. Of, of maybe some somebody that won't sign at all. Right. I mean, look at the the folks that did not sign on, on early national signing day. There was him and Devaye Hammond, uh, Trevante Rucker. Um, all of those were kind of known academic issues or at least purported academic issues. Uh, Strickland didn't have those uh, for all intents and purposes had been in the class for a while. If you don't get the opportunity to sign I think internally you have to look at that and say, hey, even if they say things are fine, I've got to start to look and, you know, evaluate my other options. Things are uh, fine. Why can I sign? Yeah, there's there's some some things just don't add up. There's some commentary that Florida hadn't talked to him since December. Uh, And so if you're being recruited by a school and you don't talk to them for a month when recruiting is really, really honed in on those who are uncommitted. Okay, say they didn't. This is my thing. Here's my thing. Say, say. I don't think it's up to – I think it needs to be communicated to the recruit that, that hey, we're not recruiting you anymore. So if they did just stop recruiting him for a month and never told him at early signing that, 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 that he may not be able to sign in February, then, then maybe that's a little iffy. But I don't think he, this came out of the dark. I, I don't think so either. I think that, you know, sometimes people hear what they want to hear. Sometimes people don't think that what they're being told, especially if you are a verbal commit somewhere and it is public and all these recruiting websites have you attached that automatically you're, you're assigned things change, things happen. Uh, we don't know, like you said, so any of the conversations that were had, we don't know if they said, Hey, you need to do X, Y, and Z. And he didn't meet X and Y as a conditional thing. Right. Um, so I don't know. I, I'm I'm happy for him that he ends up, you know, playing Division One football. Um, that he gets a scholarship. That he, you know, is able to play and, and hopefully live out his dream. I just don't believe, with all of the years and all of the experience and everything else that Florida has as a coaching staff, that they would just 
that a kid would just not know three days before national signing day that he's not able to sign in that class. It just, that just seems way too tacky. And that would really, really hurt, you know, Florida's recruiting, you know, at least locally there in the panhandle. And and I don't see this being a, an issue, uh, a sticking point, if you will. Yeah. You carry on the rest of the guy. What else we have? Yeah, no, other other than that, you know, I was just going to get into you. Oh, so national signing day was last week. Uh, we said that Florida would not be getting uh, any new commitments. Terry and Arnold, the name out of Tallahassee, uh, announced that he and just about every top flight prospect in America is going to be joining the University of Alabama's recruiting staff, our recruiting um, our recruiting class, pardon me, uh, and that ends up as the highest ranked recruiting class of all time, passing the 2010 Florida Gators on uh, on 24/7 Sports. Um, so, congratulations, Terry and Arnold. Uh, outside of that, Florida did announce on National Signing Day the addition of four new transfers, all of whom we've talked about before, uh, but the addition of running back Demarcus Bowman from Clemson, the addition of Daquan Newkirk, defensive tackle from Auburn, the addition of defensive tackle Antonio Shelton from Penn State, and walk-on Dylan Meeks, who's transferring uh, from um, Toledo, I believe. Or Akron. Sorry. Yeah, you got um, me on the Meeks guy. Yeah. So anyway, we've talked about all of those. We expect Marcus Bowman uh, to play next year. We expect Daquan Newkirk to play next year. And we play. I expect Antonio Shelton uh, to play as well. With that, let's get into our friends over at Roof Soldier. Roof Soldier is a veteran-owned company that is going to help with all aspects of residential and commercial roof replacement and repair. So if you have any issues with leaks or damage or simply want to take advantage of having a free roof inspection as they head into the summer months, give them a call, 1-877-ROOFS-FL, or visit their website, roofsoldier.com. Let them know that Stadium and Gale sent you. Get into a little That's bit good. of basketball. Go ahead. Real quick, real quick, before we get our recruiting, there's a new um... – quarterback name as far as 2022 uh quarterback offers and stuff that's going on okay um nick evers out of texas yep is the name i would look out for i think mcgee um and dan mullen likes him um quite a bit so nick evers and he's out of texas uh 6'4 190 pound quarterback um they got a premium on like better passers and kids from like you get these kids from Georgia, Texas. They can sling it around a little bit, coach a little yep. better. But uh, he's he's a dual athlete. He can he can run the ball, but you can tell they're putting more of a premium on. I don't know if Kyle Trash had an impression on him, you know, <laughs> but they're putting more premium on the arm. I could tell with this offer. Yeah. Um, with that, uh, speaking of Texas quarterbacks, uh, Cypress, Texas uh, quarterback. Uh, Connor Wegman, Wegman, who we had talked about on this show, and we've also talked about him on Facts Only, uh, he commits to Texas A&M. So he was a guy that I know Florida was was very heavy after. Uh, I know that he was really connecting with Florida, uh, but the kid from Cypress, Texas, does decide to stay and play for Texas A&M. Let's get into a little bit of basketball. Basketball is having some issues with uh, with with COVID and with um, 
just with the overall process, we don't know if players have COVID or if it's just, uh, you know, players that might've been exposed, uh, but their game against Ole Miss was canceled over the weekend. And then their game against Tennessee, which was slated for, I believe Wednesday of this week uh, is canceled as well. So we will be looking forward to seeing the uh, Gators back on the court next week, most likely. That's out of that other news. Keontae Johnson's family uh, did come out and say that the issues that he had uh, don't look to be related to a COVID diagnosis that he had back in June or July. Um, his family was very explicit in saying that there is no uh, timeline for his return, but it is good to see that they're starting to get some of these issues with uh, Keontae Johnson's uh, health figured out. And hopefully we're able to see him on the basketball court um, next season. Even if not, obviously we pray for his um, you know, continued return to full health. All right. Well, what do you, what do you guys think? We got a big, big interview. Hey man, shout I, out, shout out, shout out to um, that whole situation. Shout out to God too for, for just that 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 was scary a few months ago. I'm sorry, I was trying to talk the whole time. My, my mic was muted then, but yeah, man. Um, I'm just glad the kid's healthy and, and, and you know what I'm saying alive. Yeah. You know. Um, still on this earth to be able to do some things and, and be somebody great, man. So, shout out to all that. Can't tell y'all how to what to do or what not to do or who to praise and all that, but right you know, for all the people who who put up prayers and, and whatnot. I, whatever me personally, energy, yeah, yeah. Me personally, I think prayer works. So, yeah, whatever um, energy you put, in yeah, this whatever you, to help yeah, them out, man. Yeah, so I'm, I'm sure that family appreciate it. So, shout out to y'all. Yeah, um, that was scary, man. So, it, was, it end up like this. I'm I'm, I'm grateful. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, speaking of basketball, we have a phenomenal guest today uh, on our show. It's the legendary Florida uh, basketball player from the early 90s, Dan Cross. So let's give a shout out to our friends over at Friedland and Associates, which bring you this segment. Lee Friedland and the law firm of Friedland and Associates is going to help you with any issues regarding auto accidents, medical malpractice, nursing home cases, criminal matters, and personal injury cases in every jurisdiction within the state of Florida. He's a double gator, graduated both undergrad and law school from the University of Florida, truly loves, uh, cares about the gators, and truly loves and cares about his clients. Give him a call at 1-800-95-INJURED or visit him at yourfighthourbattle.com. Again, 1-800-95-INJURED and yourfighthourbattle.com. Again, that's Lee Friedwin with the law firm of Friedland and Associates. Let's get Dan Cross on the horn. You have now arrived at Stadium and Gale. And joining us for the first time on Stadium and Gale is a former Florida Gators legend on the basketball court. Uh, helped lead uh, the UF basketball team to their first ever Final Four back in 1994 is none other than Dan Cross. Dan, how are you doing this evening? Doing well in yourself, fellas. Good, good, man. It's it's an absolute pleasure uh, to have you on. A couple times a year, we ask people who they want on the show, and, and your name consistently comes up. So we're super excited to, to chat with you. Uh, Dan, want to talk with you a little bit about how you ended up at the University of Florida. Grew up in Chicago uh, and in, in Carbondale, Illinois. Um, how did you tell us what your story about uh, getting into basketball? Then ultimately, how'd you find your way down to uh, to Gainesville, Florida? Yeah, really, you know, just opportunity. Opportunity presented itself. Um, most kids like myself um, coming from the Midwest are going to do two things. They're going to stay and play for University of Illinois, or they're going to try to find another orange and blue. 
And so that was the next orange and blue that I was familiar with that looked felt like it looked good with the colors that I was used to seeing with the flying Illini. That's um, funny. You know, <laughs> you know, kids coming from the Midwest, they know about the flying Illini. And so um, there happened to be a coach that coached at Southern Illinois University by the, the name of Robert McCollum, who was the assistant coach at UF. And uh, he had recruited me from Southern Illinois from my ninth grade year. And when I said, no, I didn't want to go to SIU, he ended up going to Kansas State with Lon Kruger. I didn't want to go to Kansas State because I didn't want to live in Kansas. All I knew about was tornadoes. So from there, um, <laughs> University of Florida, I was next on their list. And I just wanted to get out to snow. When I saw palm trees and sunshine and some girls in some short shorts, I was sold on my recruiting visit. And that's pretty much how I got to University of Florida. <laughs> Dude, I love it. So talk to us. So, you know, obviously Florida basketball is, is now known for their, you know, the runs that really started with you, with Lon Kruger, then into Billy Donovan, uh, and now with uh, with Mike White. But, you know, UF at the time was was not really known for, for basketball. What was it about that team uh, that you guys, you know, created over those, you know, three, four years that you were there that ultimately elevated Florida from, you know, kind of a, a mid-tier program all the way to the Final Four? Yeah, I think, you know, there's really not one particular thing other than the ingredients. It just matched. It tasted good. It was the right ingredients from the point guard down to, you know, big meat hook and everybody played a role. Um, you know, for the most part, I think we were under the radar. Um, but, you know, some of us were highly recruited. I just, you know, a guy like myself, I just wanted to get out the Midwest but still playing the SEC. So it was either Big Ten or SEC. So if you're able to play in the SEC, I don't care what school you're at. Like, you can play. Yeah. And so, you know, it. and luck has something to do with that also. So don't get me wrong. Um, but, you know, at that time, you know, listen, I came in as a freshman. And so Shaq and Stanley Roberts were at LSU, right? So Jamal Masburn at Kentucky, Todd Day and Lee Maryberry at Arkansas. So it's going to like the SEC is going to prepare you for, you know, for tournament play, however you look at it. So, you know, at that time, you know, games just were in our favor. And, you know, it's all about momentum. We, we rolled with the momentum, got a couple home games towards the end and the rest is history. I love it. I love it. So let's, let's look back. Um, what was the biggest difference? You know, you come from, from Carbonell, you come from Illinois, um, you, you end up down at, at UF. What was the biggest adjustment for you, um, you know, moving from the Midwest down to, uh, to Gainesville? Yeah. That's a great question. Um, culture for me, mm -hmm. uh, culture and weather. So, you know, Christmas time, I'm expecting to see some snow or some wind advisories or, you know, some snow, something. <laughs> and, you know, the and the diversity with what Florida represents. So it's just not black and white. I come from black and white. Right. So now when you come from from to a campus where there's a lot of diversity, even though the minorities are the minorities, um, there's diversity, you know, from kids coming from all students coming from all over the world. That was the biggest culture shock. Um, the other biggest culture shock was people are nice. Like you can walk and people will smile and say hello. I'm not, you know, you look at me wrong. I'm used to saying something back to you. So, you know, it's just that sweet tea mentality that Florida brought that it just took me some time to figure out that, you know, people are 
they're a little bit different down here coming from all over. And, you know, it's something that I could get used to. Hey, Dan, what was one of the things uh, coming to UF? I know it's, you know, me playing um, at UF, it was, it was kind of different as far as the game speed um, coming from high school to college. What was the biggest obstacle you had to overcome as far as uh, on the court? Yes, yeah, great question. Um, definitely the speed of the game. Um, there are no nights off. Uh, every game is you're playing against someone different. So, you know, you're playing against a different point guard with a different style of play. And as a point guard, I'm not, I don't, I wish that my position was the only position that I needed to know, but I had to know everybody's position. Yep. And if somebody else made a mistake, they blame me. They didn't even blame the person that made the mistake. So that was the biggest adjustment in, in learning everyone's role as a leader, being able to communicate that, learning how to shift speeds of the game, um, and then learning the momentum of the game. Like there's, as you know, playing in the SEC, there's different shifts and momentums of the game. Right. At the beginning of the game and for the first half, it's up and down, up and down, up and down. Second half, maybe the, the, the next probably eight or nine minutes is up and down, up and down. Then the game slows down. It becomes a possession-by-possession possession game. Yep. Once you understand that, which took me two years to understand, that was, you know, that was my biggest adjustment. And then learning the mindset of an X and O coach, right. you know, which is – I don't really want to compare Lon to Billy, but Lon is an X and O coach. Like, he's a structured – system type of guy. So I had to understand the mindset of them, of, of line, which didn't fit the personality of a kid like me. So that was the biggest adjustment kind of, you know, figuring out how it's going to make this all work. Was, was there, was there a huge difference in size as far as the guys guarding you, uh, guys you're going up against, um, than the guys you played in high school? Not really, man. I mean, yeah. I, I'm, I was a six three point guard, and okay. Okay. like my class coming out of you know Chicago was, you know Juwan Howard that went to you know Michigan, you know right, Howard right. Mason which went to DePaul, um, Sherelle Ford, Donnie Boyce, Michael Finley that went to Wisconsin, mm-hmm. and so like all of us, we just we we came with a different mentality. So size really wasn't, you know, for sure, for sure. I had nothing to do with it. It's how did your heart beat. And depending That's on how you beat, that was going to depend if you could play or not. Jamie Brandon, that played at LSU, you know, so I was used to size until we ran into Shaq. Then that was <laughs> – that was a different kind of size. That's a different type of size. That's a different yeah, type of size. That's a different All type right. So, so coming coming in at UF, um, what, what was one of the games that you kind of look forward to? So I know as a freshman for me, um, you know, I, I looked at that, that Auburn game. Um, I didn't play much as a freshman, but before the season, I'm like, all right, cool, because the year before they had lost to Auburn. So I I circled that game because I'm like, that's going to be a game that we got to win, and we definitely didn't win. But um, is there a a game that you look forward to coming into Florida? Like, yeah, man, one of my friends is going there, or that's that's, that's a tough school, or, you know, I envision as a a young kid playing against them. Yeah, to answer your question, no, not really. Cause I didn't, I knew nothing about Florida. Like I didn't know about the yeah for sure. I didn't know about Florida and Florida State. I didn't know okay. the robbery. Like only robbery I knew about was Illinois and Missouri. So I got I, you. Yeah, I'm a kid coming in. Well, let me take that back. Kentucky, because Kentucky was recruiting me out of out of high school. So that's how I know Billy. Billy. Okay. Okay. I didn't go to Kentucky because 
Rick Pitino, I, I would go to the Rick Pitino summer basketball camps, me and me. So that's how we knew. That's how we knew Billy Donovan as an assistant coach. And so Billy had, had been recruiting me. So I had a grudge on my shoulder because Rick didn't offer me a scholarship over Travis Ford. So I made sure every time I played Kentucky that I was just going to give them, I was going to give them the business. Yeah, yeah. One of your best games uh, against Kentucky, I think, when we upset them, uh, I think you put up twenty. Let us yeah. score. Yeah. Uh, real quick question: um, What's recruiting? What do you think about recruiting now? AAU is a big thing. Uh, the way amateur sports is now, the way you got recruited. What do you think about recruiting now? Um, I don't think too much has changed, really, to tell you the truth. You just, it's just exposed because of social media. Right. Same things are going on. I have travel teams. So I understand the process that comes along with it. There is a blueprint. Coaches will do whatever they need to do to get the players that they need to get because it's part of their job. All right. There's just more ways to go about getting in front of uh, in front of kids than when I was recruited. You actually had to go. The coaches actually had to go with their uniforms on to get in front of you in order for you to be seen. Now they can reach out to you through social media. Like even when I was being recruited, excuse me, well, like there wasn't no, no, uh, no call waiting. Like if you didn't get a hold of me, then the phone was busy and you had to wait in line until the phone opened up. You understand? Right. So now if the phone, if you can't catch me by cell phone, then they can kick, you can catch a kid by social media. You can catch a kid, kid through third parties, through AAU, through like through the friends of the friends are being recruited. There's just a lot of ways to go about getting in front of a kid, actually too many ways. So that's, that's the biggest difference. But other than that, the sale is the same. And I, I ain't gonna lie. When I was getting recruited, I kind of, it, it was, it was weird because that's when text messaging was costing 10 cent a text. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and, and Hey man, I was running it up texting, but right. hey, I'm trying to go to school. You know, yeah. my parents had to understand. Yep. Yeah. What was usually you guys as a pro? I always want to ask a basketball player. What, what did you guys usually your, your approach to sec tournament play? Are you guys going out trying to win the game? If you're number one, seed, you think you're going to get to see, are you going out trying to win that tournament or what's usually the vibes for? Yeah. So, I don't like, I don't know no other way, no other way to play. Right. So when you, at the time, so I just named some names from those different teams from LSU to Kentucky, to Alabama. So Alabama had Latrice spray, uh, Latrice, what's his name? Latrell Sprewell, Robert Horry. So when you go into a tournament like that in the SEC, listen, it's bragging rights. Mm-hmm. Because everybody's in one arena and they get to see everybody play. So and and everybody want to, everybody want to be on ESPN. Mm-hmm. So I don't yeah we're not I don't care if we number one or number two C. I'm trying to get to the championship game first because I don't want to go back to school and go and really go. That's really the reason. So you don't want to have to go back to school any earlier than what you need to. Right. And it's just bragging rights. It's like bragging rights. I don't care what happened during SEC season. All, what, 12 or 13 teams, like we there to try to show out again. Mm-hmm. And then that prepares us. That's what really prepares the teams going on to the NCAA. That's what prepares you. So I don't care who you play in the country. That SEC tournament is going to prepare you for, for, for as far as you can go. 
Did it prepare you? How, how is your professional career like? I see you uh, moved around, uh, moved around a lot doing European ball. Did uh, SEC prepare you for that as well? And who's the best player you played in overseas? Played against overseas? Man, I I, I can't answer no questions. I I, I <laughs> played I've played all over the world, and after a while, I don't like I don't get caught up in who the best because the business the business becomes the competition not the actual competition wow wow okay. like i'd already played against the best right so to throw names out about professionally i'm only worried about me really and as long right. as I, as long as i give you 30 I, that's all i really worried about at the end of the day so a lot of these cats i played against in the sec um and professionally but i don't you know just to throw one name out there i will be disrespecting a lot of cats and I just where I'm from, I you know, we just give respect, you know, when we see each other. That's that's kind of how that works. But you know, it's competition out there. I played all over the world, man, you know, mm -hmm. everywhere. So which uh, which one did you appreciate? I mean, you got you gotta cut a few nets, right? Um yeah. which one are you most proud of? Final four. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's the the greatest of athletes don't the greatest of college athletes don't have the opportunity to go to the final four. The Shaqs of the world, like we can name names. He didn't get it. And he the best big man to ever play. Right. You understand? So you can go down a list. So getting to the final four is not all about how, how great you are. It's about who is playing well at the right time. So, you know, high school, I had a chance to go to a final four, College, I had a chance to go to the Final Four. Professional, it's it's definitely not the same. It's just between the money. Yeah, it's a business. The money, too much money involved, and just yeah, it's so definitely the Final Four. All right, uh, favorite teammate on the on that on that Final Four team. I'm gonna let Dan jump back in. All of them. All of them. Okay, y'all. Like, this guy's political. <laughs> it's not political. It's yeah. just the truth. Like these, okay. these are my best friends till this day. Right. So for me to name one, I would be doing them a disservice. And like, just where I come from, I don't. You know, I I don't like most people, but that group of guys, like we, we lived together. We lived in the same wing. So even before my you you guys had different rooms and dorms. Listen, we lived in yeah. Nine Hall on one wing. Yeah. We already we had Brad Culpepper on last week, and we were telling yeah. some Nine Hall stories. Yeah, yeah, Brad. Uh, well, uh, we I had Batesy, uh, James Bates, yep. play football. So yep. Batesy was 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 a teacher of mine when I came yep. back to UF to get my degree. So wow. I heard uh, a few Nine Hall stories, man. man. Listen, and they will stay. They will stay stories. But uh, no, we need to get some of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, but yeah, all, all that group of got that final four group. I will say this: my freshman and sophomore year, I will tell you, I didn't like most of my teammates. So if that help you, if that help you understand why I say this group of guys are my best friends, and my freshman and sophomore year, I I didn't I didn't like playing with none of them. Hmm, okay, yeah, so that ain't political. No, that's not political at all. all. Right, go ahead. My bad. Dan, I, you know, I, I I am not a a much of a basketball player, um, but I do know that different you know different parts of the uh, the country have you know different styles of playing basketball. Yeah, 
in Chicago and in Illinois, how different was it to, to adjust to different styles and, and getting everybody acclimated on the same you know, wavelength? For me, it was difficult because I was, I was playing for a coach that had a different style of play. He was a fundamental coach. Mm -hmm. Listen, we, we come, I come from flash. I come from talking a whole lot of, you know, whole lot of stuff. Um, playing, you know, playing with a certain flair, with a certain fancy, and I'm having to tone that down to fit into a system, right? Um, and so a lot of that had to do with the conflict that I had with Coach Cougar and his style of play. Um, but that, so that was the biggest, that was the biggest adjustment for me is learning, um, is, is first of all, limiting my mistakes, um, on the biggest stage there is being taken out of a game for a no-look pass because my teammates didn't catch the no-look pass, not because the no-look pass didn't get to them. So it was just toning it down until my teammates understood my style of play um, and I fit a style of play that it just, you know, when you're dealing with kids that's being recruited from all over the country, Everybody's coming with a different style of play, but guess what? I have to learn everybody's style of play. So that means I have to tone my play down until everybody gets it. That's, that's just how it worked. So, you know, yeah, that's good. So, so Dan, I know that you, um, you know, since leaving UF and leaving professional basketball, you do a bunch of different things now. And, and without me trying to break down each one of those, talk just a little bit about what you're doing now. Cause I know you're doing a lot with not only AAU, but with, with learning and, um, in development as well. Yeah. So I, um, I own a software and technology company called cross Academy LMS. Um, the website is called life skills courses.com again, life skills courses.com. And what I, what, what I've done is just developed an online learning curriculum, um, for, uh, for students, not just student athletes, but students that teaches all of the life skills that aren't taught in school. Um, and that just came from a void that I experienced um, at the middle school, high school and collegiate level. Um, and just through my anger, depression, um, every emotion that a student could go through because I just wasn't taught like financial literacy. And I had been taken advantage of by financial advisors because my lack of knowledge on, you know, credit card awareness and how to budget and how to save like these are now we've just provided an elective as a software system, as an online learning system hmm. to teach kids what they're not being taught in school. And without pointing a finger at the educational system, we just want to enhance the, uh, the, uh, the experience of the online learning system and how that's being taught to our, to this generation of kids. Um, and so, um, really proud of that. Uh, that's we're in our second year of launching that. Um, really looking to get into public and private school institutions at the uh, at the middle school, high school, and even the collegiate level. Um, I mentioned financial literacy, um, health and wellness, career assessments, um, you know, leadership skills. A lot of things that again aren't being taught in school. I've developed a curriculum with three other sports psychologists from UF. And then I also, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. And then I run a foundation called Athlete Connections Foundation. Um, and under that umbrella, um, I have travel teams, I have camps, 
that I run in Gainesville. Um, uh, we host uh, a big celebrity golf fundraiser, 13 years doing that here in Orlando, a holiday toy drive to give toys back to kids in, you know, in underprivileged communities, um, a scholarship fund to help, you know, kids get to college. So I just have my hands in some things, man, to, to, uh, to keep me busy, things that I'm passionate about. Um, I think most importantly, um, I'm the proud father of a son and daughter who are both attending University of Florida. Um, my son is on the football team there. Yep. Um, and my daughter is studying pre-med. So, uh, yeah, man, that's a little bit about what I'm doing now. A lot, of, a lot of powerful things you got going on there, Mr. Cross. Uh, changing a lot of lives. Outside of the, the basketball stuff, just, uh, all those programs you mentioned, real dope stuff. I like it. Appreciate it, man. Thank you. So, um, so Dan, Mr. just go go ahead, Amon. Oh, no, I was going to ask. Hey, Mr. Cross, since your son played, um, I was, was questioning, I was going to ask you earlier, when you were in school, uh, besides basketball, did you attend any other um, athletic games? I didn't miss a football game. So this all is right. – <laughs> time, as most of us didn't, right? So this is the time when Spurrier just hit the scene. So uh -huh. mind you, all of us lived in the same dorm, football players, uh -huh. basketball, baseball. So we knew all the plays that Spurrier was going to run. And then living in Yarn Hall, we just literally <laughs> walked outside of the door and walked into the stadium. So um, football, we followed a lot. Um, women's okay. basketball, we followed. Okay. Um, I'll tell you this, I wish I would have followed golf and some of the untraditional sports a little bit more to support them. But as you know, you know, the time schedules that yeah, have yeah. just like this. Sometimes after a long workout day, it's like you want to go, but your body exactly. won't let you. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, so. yeah. But, um, you know, as you know, the the talent level and pool level of athletes going to University of Florida is ridiculous, man. I mean, sure. the swimmers that are Olympians that, you know, we take it for granted because we get to eat with them, walk with them in class. Yeah, we walk, yeah, 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 for sure. At study hall, all, all, of, that. all of that, right. I'm going to ask you guys both of this, you and Ahmad. Did, did the regular students look at y'all like y'all was privileged because you guys were athletes? Yeah, bro, so. Yes. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Oh, my, I mean, Dan, nobody asked you, Dan. Well, I know, but I was one of those regular <laughs> so, students. I was so, a regular, so, regular. All right, so when we went, so I think, did y'all eat at y'all hall? Yes. Okay, see, so all right, so we ate at Gator Dining. Right. But, uh, and nowadays they get food catered. They got the Gator Room. They, they don't yep. even got to, they don't even got to leave the stadium. But we went, we had to go report at Gator Dining. And we would go to the back of Gator Dining. So, you know, if you were with your friends or whatnot who wasn't athletes and y'all and going to eat, you'd be like, hey, you know, meet me in, in the side or something. Because I had to go in through the back and they had to go through the front. You know? Yeah, VIP. Yeah, something like that. Something like that. So, <laughs> just get a look. I mean, I played with T-Ball too. So, it was, yep. it was so crazy because, like, it, like, anywhere around campus, you, you know, you, you, was, you was getting recognized. Because we was the number one team in the country, literally, when I was here. Yeah. Um, so, so, you know, having T-Ball on our team and, and winning the national championship and – you know, urban and stuff. It just, it just amplified everything that was done for us, right? I, right, I can remember right. uh, at Chick Fil A, man. We, we walk in the, at the hub, Dan. Don't get yeah. in trouble, bro. Oh, you yeah. good? We good with yeah, this one? Bro. Okay. Yeah. So, so we, we we go we go to, we go to Chick Fil A, man. And I mean, the, the lines used to be ridiculous in the hub, yeah. Yeah. right? Well, yeah. and you go to the side, you get a lady your card. You know, you get her one card, and you ain't got to wait in that line. 
Yeah. A little small stuff like that, man. We <laughs> to take advantage of real quick. So right. Even even so that the 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 um the kinds of food that we ate compared to the regular student body. So like on Tuesdays we had like steak or Wednesdays with steak and shrimp. Another night was, you know, so whatever those foods or meals were on top of the tutors mm-hmm. and everything else that like personally I needed. So I didn't care if a student thought that I was, you know, privileged in these areas. Like I, I had a learning disability, so I needed all the help that I could get. And, you know, when you when you devote so much time to a sport, which most students do not realize the devotion and dedication that comes along with that. Like we up at five thirty in the morning, six every morning, sure. and, and 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 that's a twelve hour day because you might just be getting a tutor in that six p.m. Six eight. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. And don't Man, that's every day, every day, every day. Yeah, I did that in luxury. I had to do that at JUCO. Yes. Poverty. So 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 I, that's one thing. All right. So that that's all right. So I was talking to the guys b- before you got on a little bit. Uh-huh. Um, and I was wondering some of the pros and cons playing across seas, right? And then playing playing in the NBA here. Um, because I look at guys, because I played at the University of Florida, and not saying that I'm better than the next person or whatnot, but I just know every 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 round, every bowl game and whatnot, we're gonna get it, we're gonna get hella stuff. Every when it, when it, when it, when yeah, we play the first couple games, then they're gonna give us sweatpants and a hoodie yeah. and new new Nikes and you know what I'm saying? Right. And I just was like I you know it you you actually think that that's that's a that's something that you just is given you know um, everywhere and it's really not no it's you know, not got, yeah these guys go go to some places and don't and barely have food to eat and, you know we eating in the gator room so very true what what what's the pros and cons kind of of playing across seas in the in like a, a lesser country or a, or a country that's <laughs> not, not as fortunate NBA. as you yeah not as fortunate as the NBA in the US. Listen, so the only con for me was I was just away from home. I was away from what was comfortable to me, right? But once I adjusted to being away from home, like I lived in Italy for two years. I lived in Athens, Greece for a season. I lived in Israel, in Tel Aviv, Israel. I lived in Istanbul, Turkey. Like, man, I lived in some, I lived in some cool-ass countries. And once you understand that the world is bigger than America, right? The world is bigger than sure. Sure. On TV, right? So, I'm, I'm, for all these years, I'm listening to what, what CNN and Fox News has to say about Israel until I actually go over there, right? And it's the best country I ever been to, and it's the most safest country I ever been to, to this day, right? So. I, those are some of the pros. I got to meet some cool ass people all over, like relationships That's I cool. have to this day. So if I want to go back to France or Italy or Greece, Turkey, Cyprus, Finland, Israel, it's a phone call and a text. Yo, I'm on my way. Let's have some fun. And the like the the parties. Ooh. Oh my goodness. <laughs> It's just it's a different lifestyle. So which, which country you love to party in the most? Who asked yeah, me? Who, yeah, who, who had the best? That's Corey. That's Corey. Corey asked you that. I got the good questions. <laughs> Listen, man. Uh it Greece, Athens, Greece, Italy, Venezuela, and Dominican Republic. Oh, 
That's a lineup, Daniel. Yeah, that's a nice one. That's a nice lineup, Daniel. <laughs> that's a nice lineup. I ain't gonna lie. Don't finish it with the Holy Land. Don't sleep on Israel. Like it's word. Yeah. And listen. Hey, Dan. Dan, we might have to go play cross seas right quick, man. Somebody learn how to shoot, Dan. Just right. shoot each other, yeah. yeah. I'm telling you. Like Dan, Dan, I could be your agent, Dan. Just learn how to shoot a three, Dan. Oh, I can do that. I can do that all over again. Wait, with other Dan, other Dan. Yeah, yeah. Oh. I got, no, I got we, a lot to work on. Oh, no, we, no, we know you can. We, we talk about about Danimal over here. All right? Yeah, <laughs> it's a lot to come along with that, though. Like it's a lot. So don't get me wrong. It's everybody cannot handle that that kind of lifestyle right i've seen the best of athletes quit because they can't adjust to the culture to the religion to the food to the style of play like listen you playing you playing in crowds so i ain't even talking about the crowds you playing against crowds and teams that they throwing hot coins homemade bombs they throwing chairs they Whoa. spitting on you like Whoa, if yeah. you've ever seen a european soccer game that's what a basketball game is like. Like they, I've, I had a gun pulled out. My, my, the owner of my team pulled out a gun during the middle of the game in Turkey on the referee because he called a bad call. What? So you didn't. <laughs> so, 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 so here's my next question. Yeah, right. yeah. Dan Muller can't run the midfield with that guy. Nah, oh man. Nah. So, right, so, here's, so my, here's my next question. This, this is mine, by the way. So, yeah. all right. So. It's a close game, or not even gonna get there. Practice, like, how? What's the language barrier? So, like, how y'all practice? You know, when Americans go to different countries and whatnot. Because I know you don't, you don't learn the language completely. You may learn it a little bit, but like, so you go to practice and whatnot. How? How is the communication uh, between Listen, the players and the coach? So first, once you understand that basketball is a universal language, there ain't a whole lot of talking that need to be done. The ball just right. needs to be able to go in the For back. Sure. All right. So that's not so that's my mindset. First okay. of all, is everybody at this level, everybody know how to pass, everybody know how to play. Right. Okay. Now is chemistry and it's body language. So body language becomes the language, right? Now mm -hmm. I had a translator, but I'm I'm tuning him out because I don't need the coach telling me what I need to do anyway. They brought me over there for one reason, and that's the score. And the score, all right. That's it. So, I, you know, and I've always had that mentality from Illinois. Like, Kruger, and they, y'all, listen, y'all brought me here to score. Everybody else better fit in. Hmm. At the pro level, it's different because it's the business, right? right. And as long as you scoring, then everybody else got to fit in. It, there's, there's not a system because there's too many games being played, right? There's money now involved. There's agents involved. And so all I need the translator to tell me, and he's only talking to me at halftime. And I don't understand anything that's going on until my name is called. Once that translator starts talking, all I'm asking is, hey, young fella, because the translator, is he's not older than 18, 19 years mm -hmm. old anyway. Right? So all oh. I need to know is what the coach say and what he say about me. I don't care what else he said about everybody else. I don't care. <laughs> what he said about me, right? And once I understand that, then my body language is going to determine if these guys that don't speak the same language as me, if they're going to rock with me, right? right? So as long as I get in crown, I get them a nod, you know, a nod, yeah, a yeah. nod head, they know that I got their back, even though we don't speak the same language and we don't look and we don't look nothing alike. 
do, do they like all right so when you first get out there do they like you, you know if, if a guy over here you know from a different country or whatnot he come to atlanta or he come to tampa or something we're gonna try to show him a good time we're gonna take him out and whatnot is that how it is out there it like, okay it, it it depend on how they rock so you got some you got some teammates that they jealous because they brought this American over here and, correct, and the correct. American is making more money than them, right? So you having to earn, you having to earn your, you just having to earn your right, your right to be there. Once you earn that, and then on top of that, you know, they, they want to know, are you willing to, to learn the language? Are you willing to understand the language? Are you willing to eat with them? You know, eat different foods that they're right, used to right. eating. Like if you, if you, sh if you show that kind of disrespect, which is really a cultural disrespect, that's like coming into my house and my mom offers you some apple pie and you don't eat it. We got problems. Yeah. So it's just adjusting to that. Once they understand that, that this kid, like he's not over here just for basketball. He's over here really to. To, to, to bring in our culture. To yeah. Bring back shock. Yeah. Okay. Then listen, they would, they would show you, they would show you all the back roads. They would show you all the clubs. They would show you where to go and where not to go. Um, the owners, because most of the owners are doing something illegal. Just that's how they, that's how they, that's how they. Yeah, that's how they make it. That's yeah. how they shift their money, right? Yeah. So once you understand that, then you have the ultimate respect. And for me, it was all about doing something that I enjoy doing. Once I earn the respect of my players and of the fans and of the culture and of the city, listen, man, they treat you like a king. They treat you better than the NBA would treat you. Mm. Yeah, that's I'm what I heard, for real. For real. Hey, hey, Mr. Cross, I got a question for you. Uh, I'm not going to judge you on it by your answer. I just oh, got, man. I just got to know the answer to it. I already know. Go ahead, though. All right, man. Um, Michael Jordan or LeBron? <laughs> oh. That, that's Michael Jordan. That's this is not this is not even a conversation. Okay, I said I wasn't gonna judge you. Yeah, that you shouldn't judge me though. A little bit. I'm just saying, I don't know. Brian cooking up a little bit. Okay, so I, 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 I'm, I'm gonna give you a different hold on, hold on. I'm gonna ask a question in return. Who who are you giving the ball to the last 10 seconds of the game when it when the when the game is tied and it's on the championship is on the line? LeBron oh. or Mike? How old are they? It, 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 just, it, it, it just depends. <laughs> no, no, no. It don't depend, and they prime. I, I give it. I give it a thirty-six. Bron. I, I like Bron right now. Really? Yeah, I really, I really do. I think, I think, I think he's saying that because of the simple fact of, and correct me if I'm wrong. So, I just feel like when people say Lebron, he don't always have to take the last shot though. He's gonna make the right basketball. He's gonna make the right player. basketball decision. I ain't asked that. I ain't asked that question though. Because you, because you, because it's only a couple people well, on the planet that's going to still asked, shoot bro. that shot with three people on. Them. No, but MJ's passed it before in that situation. He's passed it, Paxson. There's no comparison. No, now, there's no comparison. comparison. No comparison. If you want to compare LeBron to Magic, that's a comparison. Oh no, there's no comparison there. Like Magic got it. Like Magic. Magic is not on LeBron's level. I, I think LeBron's going to crush every record. He's going to go get six rings alongside Mike. And then he's gonna been he's gonna been have been to more championships, right? More teams, LA, Cleveland's first ring. Miami. 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 Yeah, it's a beautiful thing. It's a, it is a beautiful I, I, thing. I, I just feel like the older the older generation is, is always gonna say Jordan. Listen. So here, so here's my question to my guys today. Cause 
because I played with the Bucks. I'm I'm from Lakeland. It's 20 minutes from Tampa, right? All right. So we, we talked about this today. Overall, GOAT as a, as far as sports athlete. Because Brady got seven rings. Mike. Yeah, man, it's hard. Yeah, I like to have fun with this LeBron stuff, but it's hard to go. It's hard to go against Mike. I just like to be an asshole. Yeah, I, just, I, I like to see, I like to hear other people's opinions because me and my boys had an argument about this earlier. So, listen, yeah, Mike, Mike was different, bro. You can go anywhere in the world, and people know Michael Jordan anywhere. Chinese Tom is up there. It's close now with Tom. Tom got busy, man. Tom Tom is doing some incredible things. Tom Brady is not an international superstar. That's true. True, true. And that's no disrespect to him. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure. So, uh, so So my next question is what what does one have to do to surpass Michael Jordan? Because I feel like the he older about, generation Brian about to do it. He about to get I, two I, more. I, I, just feel, I just feel like the, the older the older generation will not accept anyone better than Michael Jordan, right. regardless of what they do. Regardless, it's they're gonna always find that loophole or why Jordan is the best. And I'm not saying he's not, but I'm just saying, will his name would would that would that would that would that, would that discussion change ten years no. from now? 15, 15 years because you you gonna have. In a little bit, because now you got kids who never seen Jordan play before. Kobe Bryant, mm-hmm. Kobe okay. the Bean Bryant. Okay, I'm that's with you, right? That's who next in line. I'm no, with you. Man, if, uh, I said I said I wasn't gonna judge you, so I don't want to keep. LeBron is not a killer. That, Dan, that's the other, and Michael Jordan, they are killers. Now he's that's killing at 36 right now, Dan. I'm gonna be honest with you. So what? He's killing right now at 36. Right. I agree. I agree. But the game changed too now. Now, mm-hmm. you, ain't no hard fouls. There's no hard fouls. No touching. No hands. Who was going to hard foul LeBron James back then, though? A whole bunch. Charles Oakley, Rick Mahorn, Bill <laughs> Lambeer. I think I think LeBron benefits from the Bill Lambeer, though. With all disrespect. He's going to put Lambeer in the basket. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> couple of guys just like I, I mean we we respect those guys from being great for but sure. I don't see too many pe- I don't see too many people standing under there trying to that's a man cuz one time you get crammed on with a knee in your in your side or something <laughs> yeah. it's, it's, it, I mean I'm a right, we'll go all day we'll, we'll go yeah, all day yeah, with this yeah. talk. we'll go all day but Dan, you know better than hey Dan, listen Dan, listen you know Which better Dan? than us so don't not you Dan. you know better than me so you know I play football so you know I'm just going by from what I see on TV the wear and tear is what I'm saying may not allow you. him to hold up. To hold up for, to play to I got you. I got you. I got you. I got you. But he's a bad boy, man. Don't get me wrong. I mean. Yeah, to even be in the discussions, incredible. Hey, Dan, let me just get back. Um, and, I, and I want to be cognizant of your time, too. Um, what was it like transitioning from, you know, you play, you know, AU ball, you play high school, you play college, you play overseas for a long time. What was that transition like from you from, from playing and basketball being every part of your, your every day to, you know, transitioning out and creating a career post, uh, post basketball? The hardest transition of my life, Dan. Yeah. And when I say that, um, all jokes aside, nothing could have prepared me for, life after sports. Um, When you're in love with something, when you're addicted to something, 
So I was in love with basketball. I was addicted to basketball. Basketball was my life. I, I, my, my life was structured around basketball. So listen, from the age of 11 or 12, I had missed every Christmas basketball Christmas tournament. I, so I missed every Christmas, every Thanksgiving, every birthday, my family's birthdays, because I was playing in a Christmas tournament, a Thanksgiving tournament, a summer league somewhere, um, a New Year's somewhere. Um, so that was my life. I knew what time I, I woke up every day of the week for 30 something years of my life. Mm -hmm. I knew what time to go to bed for 30 something years of my life. I knew when my breaks were, I knew when my vacations were, I knew how much time I was going to visit my loved ones, like everything. Basketball is the closest thing to like a parenting plan, right? Like, you know, how much time you're going to spend. Yeah, yeah. When that structure left me, I was shook. Mm -hmm. And when I say shook, like uh, every kind of emotion that comes along with it, with the transition, um, I can now say, I've just about experienced, and I can say that because I'm on the other side. But mm -hmm. like, I battle depression, I battle, um, I battle anxiety to us, and these are things that athletes just don't talk about, right? Um, I was married for ten years as an athlete. Once that money, once a couple of them zeros uh, change, change figures, that changed my lifestyle. That changed my marriage. So most athletes go through that divorce because of the transition which means mom and dad don't understand you because you are now trying to figure out what the hell you're going to do for at least the next five or 10 years of your life. If not more, no one really says like it takes, there's a process to this. Right. And so in business, like you don't know how to dribble overnight. Mm -hmm. So success isn't going to happen overnight. You're not going to learn how to shoot and become whatever kind of, you're not going to learn these traits and skill sets overnight. Business. Oh, you talking that talk. Keep, yeah. keep going, man. I'm feeling business. it, bro. Pause. Business don't allow you, it don't allow you that comfort level. And it don't care about you. Right? With right. sports, there, there, there is a there is a right now satisfaction that comes along with sport. And that's I prepared myself for a game. Either I'm gonna win or lose. With business, man, shit. You, you can play the game all you want to and be the best at it and still lose. Mm -hmm. Right. So those are the transitions that I've gone through um, because I didn't necessarily want to work. I didn't necessarily want to just find a job just to be finding a job. Right. Right. But when you have kids and a family, that's almost what you have to do. Right. Even when you save your money, Right, because are you going to invest your money into something? But when you're investing, like that got to be an ROI sooner or later. Right. <laughs> yeah. So that was, you know, I, I hate to be long winded, but no, you good, man. No, we, we 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 like this kind of kind of content. Yeah. Yeah. It, <laughs> it was tough, man. It's tough, and it's still tough. Like I'm not going to even lie to you because mm -hmm. I still I still miss the game. Mm -hmm. And so I have to find ways to be around an addictive game without being addicted to it again. Mm -hmm. Because I know what come along with that. I don't, when I played the game, I didn't care about nobody. Mm. Like I was that vicious.
I, didn't I, rem- I remember. I remember when I first stopped playing football. I, I played JUCO. I remember when I first stopped playing football. I couldn't watch football on TV yeah. for like two years. Yes, that's me. Mm-hmm. I didn't watch NFL no, college y'all, football y'all, for listen, two years of my y'all life, know how, bro. So the week I got cut, the next week we played Seattle, and, dog, and you had never been cut before, huh? No. So yeah. it's, it's, it's it was th- it was dog, the dude that played behind me. Um, and he's a great guy. I love him to death. I, you know, he wasn't the best athlete, but he made plays. Keith Tandy. Um, mm-hmm. When they cut me, he got an interception the next, like the next week against Russell Wilson. And yeah. I, they cut me, and Mark Barron was out for the – I think he was injured, and then the other safety was injured. And I'm like, damn, why they cut me? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I couldn't even watch football. Like, the only time I would watch football was to watch my friends play that I played with. But I kind of – because I felt salty a little bit. Mm-hmm. Because I because I know what type of guys came in that building when I played in Tampa. It was a lot of BS that came in that building. Guys who I know I played in college that was way better than that that I played with at Florida. You know what I'm saying? So I know for a fact these guys that I'm finna turn on this TV and watch aren't better than me. So it kind of made me salty a little bit. And and the game is always going. It has nothing to do about with how good you are. Right. Now, right. you don't, you don't right. understand that till later on. When, till later on. I just said that the other day. Up a little bit. Like life business. Has, listen, life beat me up to the core to where, like, it humbles you. And and uh, guys like ourselves, and I'm just going to speak for me, like, the game had to humble me so much just because I felt I was so – I gave the game – I was great at the game in my mm-hmm. own way, right? Right. I sacrificed – what I sacrifice everything for something that I love, which means when you sacrifice your mom, your dad, your family, like right. this, this game came it's serious. Yeah, that's how serious it was. Um, it, it now, especially at the pro level, when you either outbeat this guy that you played with in college or while you were on a team and you don't know the back ends of, why this kid is still on the team. It could be because his agent. It could be because the coach just like him. And it don't have nothing to do with how good you are. You just have to accept the fact that I got cut by somebody that I'm not – like that don't sit right. And it may never sit right with a lot of players to now it becomes barbershop talk. Right. Uh, you right. know, I was better than this kid or I wish I would have. So yeah. when, when you get – when when the mind allows and the conscience allows your mind to take over, it can literally drive you crazy. You lose sleep and all that. Like you talking that talk? Listen, like literally, literally. Yeah. Sleep. That's that's the eat. That's that's simple. When mm-hmm. now other addictions start to enter the picture. Right. Yeah, to- sleep really ain't an addiction. That's just. That's just uh, uh, more more the ego though. Like the egos is getting hit more than anything. Cause that's a big ego drop. You go from being the man, you know, the ego a lot of attention. What now becomes the personality. So your personality changes, which means mm-hmm. family don't identify with you, friends right. don't identify with you, your own kids may not identify with you. Then you're looking for something to supplement that addiction or that, that right. love. Now you fall into a whole nother yeah. yeah, yeah, something bigger than that. It can, it can spiral if you not if you're not ten toes and solid man or got any type of foundation. It's a, it's a struggle, you know, and it's levels to it because y'all play at a high level. So, but I get it. It's all the same. 
Dan, I want to ask you then, because I know the the learning management piece and the in the software that you've created, the program that you've created tries to tackle some of this and tries to tackle some of the the things that you know maybe you know our student athletes aren't prepared for. Are you targeting schools to then give it to their students? Are you targeting like individual students? Are you targeting programs? How what what does your process look like to try to get your program out to, yeah. to students and our athletes? The institutions to, to, okay. to piecemeal it by student by student. Yeah. You know, it, for the return on investment, it's not a good business model, at least for us right now. So we're, we're targeting institutions, educational institution, institutions, institutions, um, large youth programs like the Boys and Girls Club, YMCA's, where because we license the product out. So if you mm-hmm. understand licensing, you know, you're licensed to an institution for the institution to buy a certain amount of seats per, you know, students that are in a particular program. So that's kind of how you make, you know, that's how you make your money. Um, and so that's, you know, that's kind of my, I'm in that tryout phase, man. I'm like on that, I'm literally in that tryout phase of, you know, how to get this into institutions mm-hmm. um, and not be posed as a threat to say, this is what the education is not doing. Right, right. I um, want to ask you, I know you serve on the uh, the board uh, for the F Club and the UF Hall of Fame. Talk to us a little bit about that and, and what that experience is like and how you got involved in doing that. Well, let me just say this first. Like, I appreciate you guys are cool to talk to, and I'll tell you why. Um, you know, for guys like myself, it's always cool to, like, just to feed my little ego. Like, you did your, you know, you did your little research, even if it was right before. Like, you did enough research mm-hmm. to know a little about what I do. So mm-hmm. that helps me to open up because I'm not the, the kind of guy that really will open up and kind of interview. So. I just want to say I appreciate the time and, you know, uh, learning a little bit about me. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but pertaining to the F Club um, and being on that board, listen, it's one of the coolest opportunities for a kid like me that like I'm, I'm the oldest of five. Right. I lived in a three bedroom home and now I get to choose what Hall of what the next University of Florida Hall of Famers are going to be. Like, oh, got, man. Oh, you got got to to. So, like, so, 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 really? so, so, we, so, so, we talking to the right person then. So, yeah. Hey, I mean, I mean, can you run the bar and find out why my brick not outside? Yeah, no, we, <laughs> we, we, we got, we got, we, you the, you the man of the hour right now. I got to talk to you because boss man is ten, ten years, ten years ago was, was you know, yeah. So the bricks all the way to the names, you know. So, I, I'm, I'm one of the few minorities that sit on the board. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, I'm one of two minorities that sit on the board. That's very surprising. Um, yeah, for some. For mm-hmm. others, it's probably disappointing. More disappointing so, so, yes. than surprising. Very so, disappointing. Uh, yeah. How did you How did you come about that? Like, how did you get that position, though? Just chosen, man. Chosen. Okay. Okay. Chose I like me. Okay. Um, okay. Favor. It's really favor. Um, okay. Okay. I like to say I, I've done enough for UF to okay. represent the basketball program. And so, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, you know, my job really is to fight, you know, for not just great athletes that have come through UF, but to make sure that I represent basketball in the manner that it needs to be represented because football kind of overpowers a lot of the hall of fame uh, members. And my voice is very well heard, mm-hmm. um, not just okay. with basketball, but with, um, a lot of the minority athletes that have come through UF that um, that are deserving of the honor and award. So, um, 
yeah, it just allows me to, you know, to to have a little say so with the names and you know, okay. Okay. all you know, Tim Tebow and Billy were um, inducted this past year, uh, but COVID kind of took over that, and then I was able to get my teammate Andrew the Clerk, yeah, um, voted in. So yeah, it's like it's I'm honored. That's, I'm a, honored. Really, that's okay. a really cool honor. Well, well, you definitely got goals, man. So mm-hmm. you know, from a, from a, from a student athlete, from a young young black athlete, um, you know, it was always a stigma, you know, growing up that UF was, you know, didn't like, you know, too many black athletes or black quarterbacks. And, you know, um, so it's kind of weird around my parts, but we kind of changed that coming in, in the school. We went, uh, we had seven guys from my high school in the really? same year. Yeah. Uh, come to come to UF. What so, high school? Lakeland High School. Really? I had to pop me, D- Chris D- Rainey. D- D Lincoln Dreadnoughts. Yeah, yeah. Kelsey Twins, all of us. So we so we went 45 and 0 high school. Yeah, one of the greatest high school teams yeah. ever. Can't can't we won we was number one in the nation uh 05 and 06. Right. Then we then we seven of us came here. Tebow won the Heisman our freshman year. We won a, a national championship. Yeah, if we go down to Mod's accolades, bro, like you know. Ahmad <laughs> is Ahmad is trying to politic his way right into that. Yeah, he's trying to get on the board right with you. That's what this is. One day I want to be on the man. Yeah, he's trying to get on the board. I'm trying to get on the board. Bro, I've nah, never but, seen your but I've never seen your name pop up. But you know okay, how you, okay. you know how to get your name popped up, right? I don't. I have no idea. You just, you just have to get enough people to vote for you for it to be seen. Oh, we can make that happen. In front yeah. of the committee. That's how that works. All right. Ahmad, is this the first year you're eligible, though? Yeah, so my last year was 2010. So You got to be 10 years out. So, yeah. yeah. This is about 10. Oh, yeah, we about to get this. We got to get it piping. Popping. All right. Man, yeah. if we, if we can, we can, I mean, at the end of the day, what I was saying from the jump, man, you're a true inspiration. Yeah. Um, for, for, for young for young guys, especially young black athletes who who have an inspiration to try to get to the next level. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's cool that what you're doing, because my main thing is um, it, and you said it earlier, um, it, it's, it's so hard getting over the fact that you're done with sports. Right. Um, I want to get something in place for the guys who don't go to the next level. Right. To help them overcome that that sickness or that that need for trying to play sports still right that's what that's, that's more of a self-worth thing like i like yeah, all, so, all the other financial literacy things that he was talking about in those programs or, or that that yeah. makes you have a little bit of worth of i don't need this to to take care of me and my family the rest of our lives i could do other things right but it's so that's hard sometimes but yeah but it's so hard because that's all you know some of these guys right. that's what got them right. out of that situation right, right. so when right. you take that from them right it's it, scary. It, now what because yeah. because i don't think we do a good enough job of explaining what happens after football, right? right? Usually, even, even if you, I mean, even if you, even if you play for ten years, I don't think we're telling these, especially in the, in the black community, that there is still a life after football. Even if you play for ten years, God, you know, God bless you with ten years, which probably mm-hmm. won't happen. But I'm giving you ten years. Now you're mm-hmm. thirty-two years old. Now what? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, you think that the next transition is going to be as easy as right? Uh, because you as because you picked up that game so easy. Right, because you right. had that, that talent, and God, you know, gave you to to, to pick it up easily. But so you really there. didn't. If you look at it, you really didn't pick up the game that easy because you didn't you learn work how to at catch. it. Like, yeah, right. you know how to right. catch in one year, right? Correct. You learn how to catch with one hand or behind the back. Like all this took was a process. But what you don't, what we don't understand, 
um, from a from a mental and emotional standpoint. Um, and I don't even know how much I can even blame college, but somebody has to put some of the blame on somebody because all we're told at UF is how good we are. We live up to that expectation. We're told that we can't connect with and 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 get in front of alumni and boosters. So mm-hmm. these are the these are the biggest resources that we have. Like these are the money makers and the decision makers and the resources right. that can get us jobs, can help us with our entrepreneurship um, um, abilities um, or 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 uh, yeah, just opportunities just to learn how to own our own businesses or right. be a part of businesses. But right. we can sit in front of them when they pay that ten thousand dollars to sit at that table at that dinner table. For oh, they're gonna talk to you. Yeah, they're gonna talk to you. Banquet, right? Right. But we're not told to pick up a business card and ask what, like, what do you do, right? Mm-hmm. So now every business card and person that we meet that becomes our database mm-hmm. instead of having to go back to the coach and ask the coach, "Hey, man, I need help." That coach may or may not may not be there. Nine times out of ten. Five or six years from now, that coach is gone off the top. Right. So that's that's the piece that's missing that the NCAA is well aware of, that the colleges are well aware of. Why is this why is this resource of 10% of the 96,000 people that are at a football game at UF? They pay over sixty thousand dollars to sit in those blue to sit in those bleachers and in those suites. Mm-hmm. They own businesses and they are resources. Why can't they hire our athletes once they're like, what, why is there a disconnection? That's, that's another thing. So that's the program that we talked about getting at UF as well is I'm not, because there's so much rumor about what Alabama do does with, when, when their players are done with saving that's and whatnot. No okay. Well, okay. So, so what, what makes that different here? Right, we're the premier. We're Florida, right? Right. When we want to talk about a Gator standard all the time, well, what what is it? We right. on commercial saying, you know, go cure cancer, go do this and that and the third. We can't right. even get our players jobs when they're done with sports. Yeah. So how are we gonna go do all that? Yeah. Right. Are, are we only good for Saturdays or or what? Hey, right. Listen, so that's those are the questions that come into play. Ahmad, I don't know if you remember this. So I was I was uh I was the one that um that developed. Uh, the uh, the um, oh my goodness, the career fair, the student athlete career fair. Okay, yep. Do they still do that, those? They do them, but they don't do they don't they don't do it how I had started out doing them with Keith Caradine. Mm. Okay, see, so, I, I was there with with um, Caradine. Right. So that's how it started. I was the one that started that program, and the only way that I could do it was to be to be nonprofit and not be a threat to the university to bring in companies that were actually alumni and boosters to at least look at the resumes and hire our athletes. Hmm. So they took the model and this is just no disrespect. So that's why I don't do it there anymore. But I've been like, I've been an advocate for this since you was in school. Okay. okay. So if they really wanted to do it and do it right, they got the resource, like all the universities have the resources to have their hmm. own, job board for athletes hmm. i mean that's really it's a simple yeah it's simple so so 
I'm gonna get with you after this, man. I got we got we got to talk it up. Yeah, <laughs> no, but Jay, you make you make a lot of good points, and you know yeah, I want to sure, connect. There, sure. There's a guy that I know really well. His name's Larry Long Jr. He works for a company called Teamwork, which is trying to do some social media type stuff in the the college space to connect former athletes and you know alumni of their universities together. So I want to try to connect you guys together. But you know, I I think what you're doing is so so important. Um, you know, because kind of, you know, Ahmad alluded to, uh, alluded to it earlier when he talked about getting cut is that a lot of these players don't know, you know, they don't get the uh, the Derek Jeter final year where they get to say farewell to everywhere, right? It, it usually just happens in a, in a blink of an eye and you're, you're done, right? And, and what's next? And, um, you know, I think that there's a lot of great things that you're doing that, you know, can help connect, uh, you know, universities and student athletes. I mean, I, I hire people to work for me and I love hiring people that were, you know, were former athletes, right. Cause their ability to go out and go get it. Um, and it's just, it's bridging that gap and in, in those skills and man, I absolutely applaud what you're doing. I think it's an awesome, really awesome thing. So thank you. My yeah. question for you would be, do you know how to get to those student athletes? I, I, I maybe, but I know that there's some people that I can connect you with that definitely do. Without a doubt. What I'm saying is as an employer, most employers are Oh, I don't know. I don't know how to get them. Right. That's no, what I'm saying. Right. Yeah. I, don't, I don't get connected to them. I mean, I, I maybe I'm lucky to see somebody, you know, right. who applied, but no, there's no way that I can reach out to UF and say, hey, who are the students that maybe, you know, are going pro in something other than, you know, sports, right? And, and they're not going to give you that information. No, absolutely not. Right. Absolutely Which not. is wild to me. Absolutely not. Right. Because how many resources does the University of Florida have for their students that aren't athletes, right? All Bro, like, 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 put it like this. All right, put it like this. All right, so now I'm in the real world, right? And I can, you yeah. know, I got a degree from UF, right? It's like, I, I mean, everywhere I go is someone connected with UF somehow, some way, everywhere, yeah, right. every yeah. single place you go. It's, so so I, I'm going to keep it. Quite, I'm gonna keep it a book. I never heard anybody say nothing about their team with nation behind it until I heard Gator Nation, and then that's when it made pop. And now you start hearing, you know, everybody in yep. Magic Nation, like, nah, bro, like, nah, we started that, bro. But you know, you know, so very true. Dan, what you got, Dan? Dan, man, I absolutely appreciate your time. Um, as we end this interview, let everybody know where they can follow you on social media or, or learn more about your your company, about your foundation, um, and just learn from you. Yeah, just in a quick nutshell. Um, yeah. So our, our our website, our life skills, our online life skills website is um, lifeskillscourses.com. Again, lifeskillscourses.com. Um, you can also check us out at cross Academy LMS.com. So cross Academy L for learning M for management S for software.com. Um, our foundation, you know, just for people that like to give back, uh, you know, to youth and scholarship funds. Um, that's AC for youth.org. Then AC F O R Y O U T H.org. Um, that's our foundation side. Uh, yeah, um, Instagram and and uh, Twitter, man. Listen, I still don't know my IG following and and Twitter following. So it's Dan Cross. Uh, Dan, just Dan, just look for Dan Cross and and uh, yeah, that that's how you can get a hold of me and follow me. So <laughs> I love it. Well, Dan, yeah. it's an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for your your time, your uh, your openness, um, and your generosity of. Uh, of time for us and, and what you do to student athletes out there. I appreciate it, man. I appreciate Thanks. it.
If you guys can let me know how I can share this once this guy once this goes live, then I'll share it through our social media um, platforms as well. And for you sure, know, you guys are the best, man. You've been a fun group to talk to. Absolutely, we're looking forward to it. Next time, we'll uh, maybe talk about uh, this current basketball team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't get to that. <laughs> like, we, like, we, get we, we talked about so much other stuff. We hey, Dan, like, you're an honest guy. Dan, hey, I like Dan. Dan, you're an honest guy. Let me, I'm too honest. I know we're holding you long. You're too honest? We like that. We're, we're, we're glad, because guess what? I said, I said I wasn't going to judge you, but I may judge you now, right? I ain't judge you about the LeBron thing. Uh, what do you think about um, Michael White? What do you think? He's He's a friend. Mm. Oh, okay. It's your boy. Oh, but that, I mean, that's what you, is that what you wanted to know? He wants to know about the product on the court. I, I, I will say this to hopefully not get my name plastered over any, any, uh, any newspapers. Uh, when you bring in, when, when the University of Florida brings in McDonald's All-Americans. Mm-hmm. You got to win. You got to win and they supposed to go pro. Mm-hmm. All taught that time. So, if they were to go to any other school, would they have gone pro by now? Would would uh, Trey Man? Would Scotty Scotty? Mm-hmm. Uh, so, Lewis, so would, it, would it would it be developed? Is what you're saying to 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 go pro? Non political Dan Cross. I'm just you know you ask hey, me. Man, like, hey, you hey, ask hey, me hey, 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 we got to read between the lines. I love it. Man. Hey, I appreciate you for hanging out with us, man. Um, appreciate it. Great, great conversation. I appreciate it. Appreciate you guys. Cool. I wish you all the best. Absolutely, Dad. We'll talk to you soon, my friend. All right, boss. Thanks. Yeah. This next segment of our show is brought to you by our friend Carlton Black, who is now with a new company, Cardinal Financial. So he's still licensed in Florida, Georgia, Tennessee, and Virginia. So Cardinal Financial and Carlton Black are going to help you with all types of home loans, conventional loans, FHA loans, VA loans, fixed rate loans, all of that. He can help you with construction loans with a one-time close, um, and he can help you with down payment assistance loans as well. So if you're looking to refinance at historically low rates, or if you're a real estate agent and you're looking to partner with Carlton, he is your guy. He can help you close in as little as 21 days. Give him a call at 404-769-5501 or carlton.black at cardinalfinancial.com. Again, Carlton Black, new email address, carlton.black, Carlton, or cardinalfinancial.com, 404-769-5501. Baseball is going to kick off in just 10 days from when you can listen to this podcast. We will get Nick Delatore on next week to talk a little bit more about this baseball team that will enter the season as the consensus number one team in the country. It is the seventh time since 2008 that a team is a consensus uh, number one with Florida getting this honor uh, a few times over the last few years, including in let me just take a look real quick. 2018, 2016, and 2012. So good luck to Kevin O'Sullivan and the rest of the team. I know that there are very high expectations. And next week, we will talk a little bit more about the Gators baseball team. Speaking of number one, the Gators number one gymnastics team is going to be taking on the number two LSU Tumbling Tigers this is this is a mod's portion of the show. My mod. Friday, number one versus number two. 
Lamar, can I get your expertise? Are you good? Hey man, you you know you know I I, I just like to support you know everything Gators. So you know my daughter being a gymnast. By the way, shout out to my baby girl. Um, she had a uh, state uh, gymnastics meet this past weekend. So second year competing. Um, she finished fifth overall um, at state meet. I think it was like probably like 60, 70 girls. And then we uh, look at it. I know there's not four better. There's huh? no way. There's no way there's four better. Nope. Well, I mean, you know, did they so, have the, the same rest of Patriots? Nah, nah, <laughs> I mean, I mean, the Bucks had. My bad. No, but this, but this is one girl at uh, Lakewood Ranch, bro. Right. And I, I ain't even gonna cap. She give my baby nightmares, bro. My my daughter, like, oh my god, she's gonna be at the meet. She scored like nine six, nine seven on everything, bro. Like, see the truth. Look, first person I seen when I pulled up she, to the state she, meet oh, was her. Bro. Little girls, right? Yeah, bro. She 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 cold, bro. She is cold, like. When she get a medal, bro, they pull up. They they do like, all right, floor event, all right, number one. Da, 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 da. They do like one through five or six or whatever, and they come up and take a picture. Then they all go sit down. All the girls go sit down except her. Like she's halfway sitting down before she have to go back up there again, literally. So uh, my daughter placed uh, three out of four events. The one event she didn't place on was floor, but she still got a nine. So uh, you know she she stumbled a little bit at the end. But I mean, all in all, um, you know, congratulations to Sun Country the girls had an amazing year. Mm. Um, and my daughter had a great year, so on the level four now, she's still a little baby, so she's still trying to get there. Yeah, so pretty much recovering gymnastics because of mod. This is a mod, it's a mod's bag right here. Yeah, he don't do recruiting, but this gymnastics, nah, bro, nah gymnastics, though, nah. yeah, 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 gymnastics is where it's at. Yeah, I'm like, just, just throw uh, throw that, that girl's name over to Jenny Rowland so we can uh, we can start getting our uh, recruiting, you know, what young, saying? You know? yeah, bro. <laughs> I love it. So, so let's get a uh, shout out to our friend Greg Brunt. Shout out to my man Greg Brunt and the great folks at Greg at Brunt Insurance and Financial Services. Anything you need insured from the Panhandle to the Keys, my man Greg is the best of the best. You need auto, you need your life insured, you need a trailer, you need renters insurance, whatever you need insured. My man Greg got the best insurance you could possibly get. Great customer service. Uh, the whole roll up network. Dan's using it. Uh, my man Berg's using it. TJ used it. I use it. Kev use it. Best of the best when it comes to insurance. 954-589-2204. Holla at my man Greg and the great folks at Brown Insurance and Financial Services. Absolutely. Well, we have um, a couple things to talk about. Number one, um, some mock drafts are starting to come out. Uh, Kyle Pitts and Kadarius Tony. Uh, ended up on Mel Kuyper's mm -hmm. uh, draft uh, board for the first round. I know a number of folks overall uh, have Do you him. have any other board besides Mel's? Because I don't trust Mel. Mel. Uh, I'm sure every everybody has a board now. The only the only person I I trust is is our buddy and Stan Miguel alum is Trevor Sikama. Uh, yeah, a lot's going to change between now and uh, in April. But right now we have Mel Kuyper. So. Uh, Kyle Pitts first round, Kadarius Tony first round, uh, with Kyle Pitts going number eleven overall to the New York Giants. Uh, this would be the first time, surprisingly but not surprisingly, that the Gators are going to have a first round draft pick on the offensive side of the ball since Mr. Tebow. Welcome back, Dan Mullen. Y'all trying to fire my guy, but listen, listen, like, you know, I got, I'm not happy with everything that's going on, but, you know, offensive production is back. Uh, skill position, skill position players going in the first round is back. Uh, getting on Heisman, Ballas is back. 
I like, hey yeah, man, life ain't too bad. Like it ain't perfect. We got some things to fix. We got to clean up our house a little bit, but if you would have told me first round potential draft picks from that recruiting class, I would have probably named seven or eight names before I ever got to Kadarius Tony's name. Right. So shout out to him. Yeah, he made some money. He's about to go full time rap last year. Yeah, right after the bowl game, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah man, scheduled and all. Him and my man Brian Harris had a had a show on deck. Man, man, oh man. Um, shout out to Demarcus Robinson, Tommy Townsend. Uh, got to play uh, in the Super Bowl. Nervous. Um, yeah, Demarcus Robinson had a had a catch or two. Uh, Tommy Townsend um, did not. Um, Amad, look stellar. Amad, I got you a good. Uh, and I, I like I like to ask the important question. So. Amar, when he fumbled that 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 uh, that punt, were you happy a little bit? Did you celebrate against your fellow Gator? No, buddy? all right. So so I, so I tweeted, and I mean, my tweet was kind of blown up a little bit with, with people, um, with Gator fans, and you know, agreeing with, to what I was saying. But I think they were agreeing for the wrong reasons. I love um, Tommy Townsend and Johnny Townsend. Their mom is spectacular. Yeah, to Johnny. I kept calling him Johnny. So yeah, they, they, their their family is amazing. Um, I got an opportunity to meet them, but I, be me being a Bucks fan, I, you know. I, yes, I, I, want, <laughs> I want I want him to play. Like I'm, I was so glad he was in the game, and then I tweeted hey, it. Everybody was like, quote, everybody was quoting it. And was like, yeah, because him and him and Robinson, the only reason why I'm, I'm picking the Chiefs to win. And then I'm like, whoa, 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 like. I'm glad he's in the game because that means Mahomes not in the game. We about to get the ball. Hey, listen, All right, listen, so you know, you know, I'm the biggest Gator fan, so. Amongst mine, like I'm at my pop's crib, so he got friends over. So when Johnny get out there and dropped the punt, they were like, oh, 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 oh. But he boots it like 60 yards. So I'm talking big trash. Like, yeah, but that's a gator leg right there, big boy shit. You know, I'm like, I'm in my bag because he's talking trash. So they get the flag, he had to redo it, and then he shanks it. Man, the whole house is on my neck. Uh, <laughs> yeah, look at this gator kicker over here. Oh, man, less than less than ideal. For yeah, that's what I get for trying to be Nick Delatoro. Hyping go. these kickers. Yeah, they'll let you down. Yeah. Man. Well, that was a good show, boys. Let's give a shout out to our friends over at Manscaped. And- oh, ready, Daniel. Shout out to uh, Manscaped. The best of the best when it comes to man's grooming. Got to keep those balls clean, fresh, and shaved, man. You know, I know it's a little nippy out, but you know, you got to just get those manscaped underwear to keep them warm. Cause, mm-hmm. yeah, the, the you just the ball hair ain't with it, fellas. You got to get that ball hair out of here. So get that lawnmower three If you want that lawnmower three at a discounted rate and get you some free shipping and twenty percent off at at checkout, use coupon code SG. I had to pluck a couple ear hairs out the other day, and that was pretty I was gross. Where you're going. Yeah, I had to pluck some ear hairs out. And I was like, man, you know what? I'm in the car. And I felt like my ear was being like the bass was tra- hitting hard. And I felt like it was something tingling in my ear like a bug, but it was my hair. You're getting old. That's how you know you're getting old. Yeah, that, that's a fact, Dan. But also the fact is like I shouldn't be – it, it kind of hurt plucking the hair out like that. You I should have my weed whacker. You should have had your weed whacker. That's right. On deck. I got my ball spray on deck, but I did not have the. I keep my ball spray in the glove box now. Yeah. So I, from now on, real nice. Real nice. Uh, uh, well, I'm not at the age where I have nose hairs yet, so. Um, you know, All right. Ears, 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 hairs. It's coming, Amad. It's coming. Pause. Pause. But yeah, I keep, I keep my my weed whacker 
and my ball deodorant in the glove box now for emergency purposes. Uh, you should do the same. Coupon code SG at checkout for 20% off and free shipping. Shout out to the great folks at Manscaped. They really are good people. They're good people. Over there. I ain't mad at it. It's my favorite ad read. Besides Spencer's jerk and jerk on Big Three Roll Up. That's that's my favorite. <laughs> You're just saying that because he's, he's watching right now. No, I just like to use my big meat. <laughs> pause, big pause. <laughs> Woo! Baby. All right. Yo. Uh, so you uh you get the song of the week, my friend. Oh, do I? Okay. I'm gonna keep it classy. I wanna, you know, they came in on my neck last time, so. <laughs> <laughs> Ahmad played like Busted Baby or like Throat Baby or something. I don't know what he played. Uh, you would think I played that, bro. I, you know. Somebody, somebody, somebody got in our mentions and requested, and you don't have to play this song, but they yeah. requested. Um, but you would think I played that, bro. Burden of <laughs> Proof by Benny no, the Butcher. I saw on the radio every day, bro. Oh, somebody know me well. Burden of Proof by Benny the Butcher. That's a good one. Who's Who, who recommended that? Brian Edgerton. Shout out to Brian. He got Shout a podcast I'm supposed to check out too as well. I'm going to go. I'm going to switch it up though. No, I don't. I want to keep it somewhat PG. I had some, some crazy stuff I was just about to give you, Dan, but I ain't going to do that. Um, I got to read the room. Let's go. Kirk Franklin. Whew, that's really reading the room, man. Let me get uh, <laughs> let me get uh Drake Legend. How about that? I'll take that. Very good. You know, I like the Drake Championship celebratory vibes. Hey, man, same corner, same time. Yeah, right. believe that. We'll see you guys next week. All right, fellas. Yeah. When I pull up on a nigga, tell that nigga bad, bad. I'm too good with the words, watch a nigga bad track. If I die, all I know is I'm a motherfucking legend. It's too late for my city. I'm the youngest nigga rapping. Oh my God, oh my God. If I die, I'm a legend. Oh my God, oh my God. If I die, I'm a legend. I'm a first, I'm on tour. Got a girl, she from the side. Used to work, used to dance and test it. Now she clean the house every day. I was struggling to learn what life's about On my way, money taught me Spanish Make it on delay Way up north, packed in Honda cars They don't know who we are, fuck them all They only pussy niggas shooting at the star Right or wrong, I'ma right my wrongs They can't live this long You don't know where you're gonna go I got this shit mapped out strong When I pull up on a nigga to that nigga bad back I'm too good with the words Watch a nigga bad track All I know, if I die I'm a motherfucking legend It's too late for my city I'm the youngest nigga rapping Oh my God, oh my God If I die, I'm a legend Oh my God, oh my God If I die, I'm a legend I'm the one, one, one. 
Why do I feel like the only one? Why do I feel like you owe me one? Six G-O-D, I'm the holy one Yeah, and you know what's up yeah. They been off for a minute now You know they all sentimental now You know they all acting different now And I, I just can't pretend Seen too much It's so hard for me to let new people in I can't change this shit set in stone They can't live this long You don't know where you're gonna go I got this shit mapped out strong When I pull up on a nigga Tell that nigga bad back I'm too good with these words Watch a nigga backtrack All I know, if I die I'm a motherfucking legend It's too late for my city I'm the youngest nigga rapping Oh my God, oh my God If I die, I'm a legend Oh my God, oh my God If I die, I'm a legend I'm the one